Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Shamir Karkol. Shamir Karkol is a co-founder and the CEO of Scylla and a true fintech pioneer. Scylla is a fintech software platform that provides payment infrastructure as a service, a business critical element for all companies that need to integrate with the U.S. banking system and blockchain quickly, securely, and in compliance with applicable U.S. regulations. Shamir co-founded Scylla in 2018 with the goal of empowering financial innovation and supporting entrepreneurs who want to build a new financial world. In 2009, he co-founded Simple, the first bank of its kind in the United States. In doing so, he played a crucial part in building the infrastructure that would pave the way for online banking. After BBVA acquired Simple, he headed the open platform at BBVA. Well, good afternoon, Shamir. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Brian. Um, glad to be here. Absolutely exciting. Again, get to tra- traverse the United States today. Uh, a lot of times I traverse the globe having these podcasts, but so glad to meet you and just so glad to start to get into some of these questions so we can share your story with our audience. And so, Shamir, you've got quite the career in technology. You're a serial entrepreneur, a board member, and now the co-founder and CEO of Scylla. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Oh, that's a great question, Brian. I think really what's driven me through most of the last 20 odd years of my career has just been a a sort of uh, curiosity more than anything else, right? I I always wanted to know the answers to things, to understand how things worked, um, and and then and and to help people solve problems. Um, My background is in computer science and physics, and I used to be a software engineer at the start of my career. Um, then kind of drifted into financial services and from there uh, jumped into the fintech startup world with my first uh, startup, Simple. Uh, and then I've been basically been doing that uh, one way or the other for the last, oh, I guess 12, 13 years now. Uh, and I think it's really that kind of like uh, that curiosity, uh, that the drive to try and find the answers to those questions and then to help people solve problems um, that's what's been uh, that's what's kept me going through all the ups and downs. Uh, and I think what inspires me is when I see people do things and and take on humongous problems and uh, and find out and, and find really innovative uh, solutions to them. Right. Um, like uh, in, the, in kind of the platform world, I draw inspiration from the success of uh, companies like AWS and Twilio who built massive platforms. Um, starting from pretty much nothing, um, and then uh, and, and then you know there's folks like Elon Musk, right, who uh, started his career in financial services as well, but uh, but is now trying to solve uh, you know uh, getting to Mars and and fixing uh, the uh, the transportation problem and so many other things. <laughs> so those are the sorts of stories that inspire me. That's awesome, and, and like many entrepreneurs, Shamir, you know people are set, set out to help others or to find a, a solution to a problem. So appreciate your story, your uniqueness to this uh, world that you've contributed to. So thank you. And Shamir, talk to us a little bit more about how you are innovating and modernizing uh, the ACH to accelerate innovative customer use cases with entirely new ways to move money with code. Oh, yes. Um, no, ECH itself is a uh, is a very, very, large uh, payment system. It's a, the 
the largest retail payment system in the US just by the numbers. Last year, the ACH system moved about $73 trillion of money. Um, and uh, in comparison, the card networks in the US moved about $9 trillion, right? So ACH is, is quite a bit larger than the uh, card networks. And it's, it's how everybody's uh, payroll gets paid. Uh, a lot of your bill payments get made via uh, ACH. Um, and it, it's it's typically not used for sort of, you know, day-to-day uh, -day purchases. So you wouldn't uh, pay with ACH when you're buying your $5 coffee. But a lot of uh, mid-sized transactions uh, end up going uh, over ACH. Payroll, of course, is being just one example of it. Uh, and, and it's a system that's been around for about 50 years now. Uh, and it's 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 very very antiquated. I mean, it's it doesn't just predate the internet era; uh, it predates the personal computer era. Uh, it, it came about in the early '70s when a bunch of banks in California tried to find a way of like uh, just clearing payments more efficiently than doing it via checks or clearing drafts. Right? Um, and that's still the arch basic architecture of the system. It's a batch-based overnight system. It's nothing like the real-time internet world that we all live in today. Um, at the same time, it's, it's also ubiquitous. It connects every bank account and it's, it's very, very heavily used in business, right? So you have this old, outdated, slow, uh, but ubiquitous and quite powerful payment system. And you have the modern world where everybody lives on their mobile phone, everybody's using an app, and uh, all those app developers want to be able to move money just like they move uh, email and messages and data and images and all the other things, right? Uh, they, they want to be able to program with money just like they program with an image or, or anything else. And yet the world of money is so much harder and so much so heavily regulated. Uh, that's really where we come in. Uh, we offer a set of APIs, application programming interfaces, which app developers can connect into and use it to onboard their customers, which we call end users, right? Individuals or businesses, uh, verify their identity because that's a huge part of all the KYC and all the regulation out there. Uh, verify customer identity, link customer bank accounts to one of our partners like Plaid or MX, uh, and then pull money in from those bank accounts via ACH, hold it in our ledger and program with it, transfer it, run some sort of a funds flow. And at the end of that funds flow, pay out somebody else, right? Whether that's running payroll, whether that's um, buying a cryptocurrency or whether that's paying somebody's bill. And all of that is possible through our APIs and it, and it enables app developers to focus on what they know how to do, which is, build a great interface and a great experience for customers without having to understand things like how does KYC work and how do ACH returns work and, and all the complexity uh, of the financial system, a lot of which is, you know, is, is very hard for modern developers to understand because it's it's been built over like 50 years. You're absolutely right. And I love how you're taking an antiquated system and really making it that next 2.0 and improving it, improving on it. So, um, and there's so many, so many tools out there and, and APIs today that people can leverage and focus on and do the things that they do best. So they don't have to worry about how the, how the underlying, uh, you know, transport protocol or layers work. So I appreciate you sharing that. And Shamir, that's a really a segue into my next question here. You're obviously leveraging some new and emerging tech within your tech stack. Is there anything you might be able to share with us today? 
Oh, yes. Uh, so, I mean, the in, in some ways, we we use a lot of the technology that is uh, that has become standard over the last uh, 10 years, right? So uh, our platform is uh, pretty much everything is hosted on AWS. So we are cloud native and, and you know, all our APIs are, are uh, cloud hosted. Uh, most of our code is written in, uh, in Python. Um, and we even have a few pieces uh, of it, which is open source on GitHub so that, uh, you know, folks can, uh, folks can explore that. The uh, 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 we actually have a backend on Ethereum, which is a blockchain, uh, and uh, we operate some smart contracts on that as well. For uh, which some of our customers use. We've always been crypto friendly from the start. Uh, we have you know we serve customers in the fintech space, in the crypto space, in the traditional financial services space. As long as it's legal and the uh, and and they need our APIs, we're happy to serve them. And uh, beyond that, I, we use a lot of, um, we focus a lot on risk management uh, and, and fraud prevention uh, in the ACX space, right? This is a growing problem for everybody in the payments universe, right? Not just on ACH, but on all the other payment systems as well, uh, but also on ACH, of course. And it's a, it's a problem that's just gotten bigger, Uh ACH and card fraud and, and every other type of fraud, check fraud, for example, uh, existed 10, 15 years ago, right? Uh, but since the pandemic uh, three years ago or now, the kind of the explosive growth in online payments has also come with an explosive growth in online payment fraud. <laughs> um, and so it, it's almost like a, a standard journey for all of our customers that you know they build an app, they ship it, they start scaling, and then they run very, very quickly into their first, you know, uh, fraud attack. Uh, and there's so many different types out there. We could spend hours just talking about fraud. <laughs> uh, but but what we have done over the last couple of years is build out a suite of tools uh, to help our customers manage that fraud. Uh, because it's always a trade-off. You want to onboard that end user, verify their identity, and, you know, move their money in as frictionless and as quick a way as possible, right? Everybody wants everything instantaneously. Uh, and we we respect that, we understand it, and we want to enable it. At the same time, you also want to manage the, the fraud risks. Uh, and, and the faster you do things, the easier it is for fraudsters to sort of like, uh, you know, get, uh, get money through the system and launder money or defraud people, right? So it's always a balance between an easy to use experience and how you actually minimize fraud. Um, and we've built a bunch of tooling around that and and uh, and we and we leverage a lot of uh, industry best practices and um, and fraud tools. Thank you, Shamir. Yes, it's 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 so important. As you know, Shamir, I'm in the tech space too. We talk about tech and we talk about guests in cybersecurity uh every day here and and there's there is certainly a challenge it's 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 certainly a balance for sure so appreciate you sharing some of the platforms and technologies you're you're using today and so shamir last question if you could briefly share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career in either tech or entrepreneurship uh so much uh brian but i guess i just like right now, uh, I mean, this is, you know, uh, late uh, 2022 and 
uh, you know, if you're in the in the crypto space, there's been FTX and BlockFi and a bunch of other uh, major uh, bankruptcies and 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 probably fraud uh, in the space. Uh, but we're also in the middle of a downturn in the stock markets, maybe a looming recession, um, and and interest rates at uh, at pretty high levels. So it. There was a huge boom in everything, everything from like real estate to uh, startup valuations in the in the private uh, funding market, where where sky high in twenty twenty one, and like right now it feels like everything is uh, is is you know is at the bottom of the ocean, right? <laughs> uh, that the stock market is still pretty depressed for the year, and uh, the housing prices are going down, and private. Uh, Company valuations are down as well as as our public, right? Um, and and so it can feel like the world is ending uh, to to some people, right? Uh, but those of us who have been around for a while and uh, you know remember the, the the great financial crisis of two thousand eight or even the dot com bust of uh, two thousand two thousand one, it's uh, uh, you know the the, the 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 this is just a cycle. And the important thing is not to uh, lose your focus in the middle of uh, a down cycle, right? It's also important not to lose it at the at the top of the up cycle, <laughs> uh, and and, uh, and and think that you know just because uh, your stock is heavily valued or or whatever that you rule the world. Uh, that wasn't true a year ago, and right now, just because all the valuations out there are beaten down. It's not the end of the world either, um, especially um, in the in the startup world where you know I operate and I have a bunch of friends and, and even investments in, uh, in, in startups. Uh, I talk to people all the time and the advice I give them is that this is a really bad environment to be raising money in, but it's actually a very good environment to be building in. <laughs> um, and it'll be a bad environment for fundraising and a good environment to build for probably the next, I don't know, 12, 18, 24 months. I don't know how long, right? Uh, I, I can't time the market any better than anybody else. Uh, but the, the important thing is to just keep your focus, keep building. Um, and if you're thinking of starting up a company, it's a great time to start. It's going to be a lot harder to raise money. At the same time, it'll probably be a lot easier to build to ship, to find customers, uh, and and to build a uh, to build a business that's sustainable and long lasting. Thank you. I do appreciate that. And there's been a lot of influx uh, in the economy as far as uh, the financial realm as you went through. And you're you're right. You actually have to have uh, basically that beacon or that light. Set those goals and and be patient and work through it and and continue with with your mission. Um, because there's going to be upturns and downturns. So thank you. And Shamir, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thank you for having me, Brian. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Bye for now. Bye.